Welcome to the Becoming Infinite Podcast. I'm Cooper Gillespie, a manifestation, mindset, and abundance mentor, and modern mystic living in California's high desert. I believe every person has the power to create the life of their dreams by tapping into the infinite part of themselves. This show is here to inspire you to do just that. So each week we'll explore tools and practices, rituals and routines that you can use for your expansion. Welcome. I'm so glad you're here. Hey, 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 everyone. How y'all doing today? I am so happy that you're hanging out with me right now. Thank you for taking time out of your busy day to hang with me right now. So thank you. Thank you. I have something pretty cool coming up on Wednesday, March 23rd. I'm doing a Manifesting Abundance Masterclass. It's 100% free. I'm going to be revealing three keys to manifest more love, money, and freedom in your life and business. So if you're looking to manifest more abundance and you want some free guidance on how to do that, go ahead to the link in the show notes and sign up for the masterclass. It's going to be good times. You know, I always like to facilitate a good time in my masterclasses and events. All right, speaking of manifesting more abundance, today's episode is 11 tiny habits you can put in place today to level up your life. And I wanted to uh, address these habits because, you know, living your best life means something different to every single person on this planet, right? Some people want to manifest a love relationship. Other people want to manifest more money. Other people want to manifest a job or their own business or whatever it is. Living your best life, abundance, looks different to everyone. But no matter what it is that you are looking to manifest, no matter what your dreams, no matter your circumstances, where you come from, how old you are, no matter what about you, you 100% have the power to change your life and to change your life path by making small changes. So many times when we want to make a change in our life, we, you know, we have a a grand goal and we start off really big and then that gets hard to keep up with. And sometimes we fall off the wagon, as it were, and then feel badly. And it becomes this self-perpetuating cycle where we try for the big goal and we, you know, don't quite make it and fall off and then we feel badly about ourselves. And, and, and don't get me wrong, sometimes you can go for the big goal and great. But what I'm trying to say is that making small changes over time, you know, with consistency can add up to big results because these small changes compound over time. And making these changes really doesn't take that much effort or that much time out of your daily life. And so making these small changes can actually lead to greater success over time. So I wanted to share these with you. Let me know which one resonates most with you. Here are the 11 things you can do right now, today, to change your life, manifest the abundance you're looking for, and just level up in every way. Number one, figure out who you want to be and then plan the steps you need to take to become that person. And what do you, you're, you're probably like, what, what are you talking about, Cooper? Who I want to be? I'm me, duh. Of course, you're you. But there's a version of you who has that thing that you want. And that version of you has believed certain things about themselves, has taken certain actions, 
maybe dresses a certain way, maybe hangs out with certain people. And so that version of you that has that thing that you want, how how do they do things? What do they believe about themselves? Who do they hang out with? What steps do you need to take to become that version of you? Do you want to be the CEO of your business? Do you want to uh, find a love life partner, right? Do you want to um, be a volunteer at your kid's school? Whatever it is that you want to do, every path requires different skills and different knowledge and different beliefs about ourselves. And so it's important for you to figure out who you need to be, what you need to be, the steps you need to take to become that person who has all you desire, right? So, you know, for me in my life, When I decided to become the CEO of my own business, I had to make a lot of decisions about how I spent my time and about what my priorities were and uh, who who I was going to be spending a lot of my time with. All of these things changed because the person, the version of me who had a successful business did things different than the person who didn't have a business yet, right? And so that's what I'm talking about. So you got to just look and see who you need to become and then and then work on becoming that person. All right. I've beat step one to death. Here we go. Step two, <laughs> practice habit stacking or multitasking. Now, this can go horribly wrong because multitasking doesn't always mean that you do things well. However, sometimes it can be helpful to habit stack or to multitask uh, if you are wanting to do something and have limited time. So maybe you've been meaning to read more, but you can't seem to find the time. So, you know, take the 10 minutes it takes to brew your coffee in the morning and crack open your book and read for those 10 minutes, right? Don't reach for your phone like we all like to do, right? (laughs) Grab your book instead. You got to be purposeful about the things you want to do in life. We can't just fall into uh, easy habits of picking up our phone. I'm speaking to myself here because I know I, I, I need to spend less time on my phone. All right. This commitment to read for those 10 minutes while you're making your coffee is much easier because it's not a lot of time. You're already spending that time waiting for your coffee, right? So why not spend it reading? Or, you know, another example is to floss right after brushing your teeth. Don't do it some other weird time of the day where it might, you might not remember. But hey, you're already brushing your teeth. It makes sense to floss right after, right? So it's it's not as much multitasking as it is uh, inserting uh, things that you want to do in times when it makes sense to do them, if that makes any sense. Number three, incorporate the two-minute rule. This is huge. Instead of committing to meditating for 20 minutes every day, just commit to two minutes. Or add an extra two minutes to your workout, right? Or just do some breath work for two minutes. It's so much easier to do something for two minutes than it is to carve out time for 20 minutes. And a lot of times when we feel like we have to do something for 20 minutes, then we're like, oh, I don't have time. And then we don't end up doing it at all. It's better to do it for two minutes. And you know, the thing is, once you get started, a lot of times you'll do it for longer than that. Uh, than it is to not do it at all. So the two-minute rule is powerful. Number four, make clear boundaries. Oh, this is a doozy and a huge one. Boundaries are necessary 
to keep us on track in our personal and professional lives. You don't want to be on call with clients 24-7. No, you don't. (laughs) And this is something that I see a lot of new coaches fall into is they want to give so much value and be there for their clients. And so they're just always available. And then they get very burnout very quickly because you can't live your life like that, right? So you want to set firm boundaries. Like these are the hours I work. You know, I, I you can contact me Monday through Friday from nine to five. And then after five, it might take me, you know, until the next morning to get back to you. Or you can contact me and give me 24 to 48 hours to get back to you. You know, you want to establish what to expect with people in your life, your clients, your customers, people that you're in relationship with, you know, you want to have boundaries, but make sure that they know what to expect, right? Make sure that they know, oh, okay, I know she's not going to get back to me for like 24 to 48 hours. So I don't have to sit here freaking out wondering why she's not getting back to me because some people out there are like that. You know, you don't want to feel obligated to have to invite people to go places or to spend time with people you don't want to spend time with. And it's perfectly acceptable to just not. (laughs) It's so crazy, but it's true. We've been taught to just be so polite all the time. And you know, being polite oftentimes ends up making us feel bad inside, hurting us emotionally. And so if if there's toxic people in your life, just stop spending time with them. That's it. Or if it's someone who you absolutely feel you have to spend time with, maybe it's a parent or an in-law or something, then minimize the time that you have to spend with them. And then when you're spending time with them, you can just reframe their toxic behavior and find a way to, uh, you know, maybe find a way to laugh about it inside or find a way to see them as a sympathetic or even a ridiculous character, whatever it takes for you to get through it. Essentially, don't spend time with toxic people. You don't have to. You're an adult. You don't have to do anything you don't want to do. It's so great being an adult. Gosh, sometimes it hits me. You know, I'll just be like doing something, going somewhere and I'll be like, ah, being an adult is the absolute best. I would never want to be a kid again. Side note. Okay, let's move on. Step five identify as the person you want to be. And this is huge. When you shift things at an identity level, it it shifts everything. You no longer have to willpower your way through things because you're just the person who does or does not do something. I'll give you a perfect example. We all know vegetarians, right? They would never even think about eating meat because they identify as a vegetarian, as someone who does not eat meat, right? Or non-smokers. They would never think about smoking a cigarette because they are non-smokers. So that's what I'm talking about when you shift things at the identity level. So are you someone who uh, doesn't eat junk food or are you someone who's constantly tempted by snacks? You're someone who doesn't eat junk food, right? Are you trying to quit smoking or are you a non-smoker? You're a non-smoker, right? So the same is true in business. If you are something, say you are something. Don't say, I'm trying. I'm trying to start my own business. No, you're starting your own business. You can't try to do anything. Try to pick up a pin on your desk right now. How do you try to do that? You're either picking up the pin or you're not picking up the pin. Wasn't it Yoda who said do or do not, there is no try, something like that. It's really true. You can't try to do anything. And I used to see this a lot as an entertainer, you know, back in Hollywood when people were actors and they would say, oh, I'm trying to be an actor. Screw that, man. You're an actor. 
who, you know, you're an actor. You're If you're in class and you are learning how to act, you're an actor. You're not trying to be an actor. It just also shifts you inside. It shifts your identity. You're not someone who's trying. You are that person. So actors out there, you are actors. Coaches out there, you are coaches. Whatever it is, whoever it is you want to be, just say that you're that person. Just start being that person. All right, I'm going to get off my soapbox. Step six, find your community and join them to further sink into your identity. Oh, this is so powerful. Surrounding yourself with like-minded people who will help you keep that positive mindset, right? When the going gets tough, because no matter what you're doing in life, you run up against stuff. That's part of the human condition. We have tough times. And it's so important to surround yourself with a supportive community that's going to lift you up during those times. It takes more work to find that right community than just saying like, uh, I don't eat junk food or I'm a wellness coach. You know, you might have to dig deep. You might have to find, go through some Facebook groups or join some programs or whatever to find your right people. But you'll really find your community if you keep looking, if you identify as that thing, right? If you identify as what you are, And I just can't, I cannot stress enough how powerful it is to have community. I've been so blessed in my journey, in all, in all my journeys, whatever, whatever I've done. I was thinking the other day, I'm like, dang, you have done a lot of stuff in your life. (laughs) But no matter what it is, whether I was acting or whether I was a musician or a writer or I'm still all those things, by the way, I just, I identify it at this point as a manifestation and abundance mentor because that is the work that I do and the what I'm passionate about right now. And in that journey, I have found such great community about it. It wasn't like I just, you know, hung out online and found them. No, I went searching for the communities that I knew would be powerful and supportive for me. And so I encourage you to do the same. It's it's huge. Okay, step seven get back on the wagon immediately if you slip, right? All is not lost if you make a mistake. If you overeat at dinner time, just don't eat any more snacks and plan a healthy breakfast, right? If you skip a workout, no bigs. There's always tomorrow, right? If you missed a day of meditation, it's okay. (laughs) You can meditate again tomorrow. Whatever it is, You've worked really hard to develop this habit. So don't allow all your hard work to go to waste because you made one slip up or one mistake. It's far easier to start the habit immediately than it is to start all over again months down the road, right? After you've just like let it all go. Don't do that. Just get back on the wagon immediately. You'll feel so good about yourself. All right. Step eight, set a concrete goal for a certain number of days and do not break the chain. So I use for my meditation, I use insight timer because I'm just a person who needs to like have that record of how long I've, you know, how many days in a row I've meditated. There's also an app called Tally, I believe, where you can tally up the days that you've done all sorts of different things, whatever it is, like working out or, you know, I don't know, crocheting, whatever you're into, you can tally it on Tally. So that's another helpful app. app. But tracking your habits gives you a visual reminder of all the progress you're making. And it feels really good when you're like, dang, I did that. So if you want to improve your writing skills, say, consider a goal of writing 500 words a day for 30 days. And the thing is, after you do it for 30 days, it just becomes a habit. I know that was a big change for me when 
Uh, I wanted to start showing up on Instagram more. So I did a visibility challenge for 30 days. And before I did that challenge, posting on Instagram was like pulling teeth. It was really hard for me. And then after I did that challenge, it was just something I didn't even think about. It was like, oh, I just post on Instagram. It's part of my day. It's just what I do. It became so easy. And so I really encourage for anything that you want to just become a part of you, a part of who you are, a part of what you do, do a 30-day challenge at it. And you'll be amazed. Afterwards, you'll be like, oh, I'm not going to stop. This is just what I do. (laughs) So, but if you do feel like stopping, you could try tracking for another 30 days, you know, and seeing how that goes. Just don't set a goal that's too large, right? Like writing 10,000 words a day, that's like, this is too much, right? It's too, it's too overwhelming. It can lead to giving up. But if you just stick with 500 words, it's like, oh yeah, anyone can write 500 words in a day. And you know, who knows? You may very well find yourself writing, you know, (laughs) 10,000 words in a day. But starting with that 500 word per day goal just makes it manageable and gets you inspired to, to actually do it. And then seeing your progress over time, if you have tracked your progress just gives you more motivation to keep going and inspiration to keep going. And you start feeling like, that's right, I'm a badass. So highly recommend setting your goal. I recommend 30 days doing that. Step nine, choose concrete goals instead of just abstract ideas. So getting healthy or going to the gym, those are not concrete goals. They're very abstract. They just don't lead to forming healthy habits. Like what, what is that? What what kind of goal is that? Instead, you could choose to do 25 push-ups a day. That is a very concrete goal. You know exactly what you have to do and by when you have to have done it, right? So you'll still get healthy, but uh, the initial investment of time is nominal, right? Like getting, like getting healthy, that is a goal. It's like, how long does that take? What do I do? It's just too nebulous. But 25 push-ups a day is like, oh, I can do that and I'll get healthy by doing that. So highly recommend choosing concrete goals instead of just like nebulous abstractions. And then if you get like the 25 pushups a day done for like 30 days, then what the heck? Add something else. Add another piece of that getting healthy goal that you had. Add add uh, sit-ups or whatever, you know, but um, just commit to that one, one action that you can do that's concrete and then go from there. All right. Step 10. If you start too big, don't give up. Just make your tiny habit even smaller. So we'll often set tiny habits that are still too big because, you know, we're, we want to dream big. We want to shoot for the moon. We're used to thinking of everything as oversized, right? If you can't run for 15 minutes, drop it down to five minutes. Drop it down to a time that's possible for you to complete. If you can't write 500 words in a day, drop it down to 250. If you can't get motivated to go to the gym, just have your tiny habit be like, I'm going to put my sneakers on. I can't tell you how powerful that is. A lot of times I will put on my workout pants and my tennis shoes being like, you know, I'm committed to working out, but still not sure if I'm going to make it because I have the outfit on already. And then it's just like when it's time to work out, I'm ready because it's just I don't have to do anything extra to get there. So maybe just maybe just have your habit be putting on your workout clothes. And then maybe your second tiny habit can be filling up your water bottle. And then eventually these tiny habits become automatic so that you don't even have to think about them once they're ingrained and they just build on each other. And eventually you'll find yourself at the gym or running 15 minutes or whatever it is. I'm using a lot of health examples for this, 
But this applies to anything, whether you're looking for a relationship, you know, maybe you just update your, I've never online dated, but I imagine there's like a bio. (laughs) Maybe you just update your bio and that's like your tiny habit. Or maybe you just go on there and like click three people or whatever it is, or commit to one date a week, whatever it is, and just have this be part of your routine. And then, you know, eventually you meet Mr. or Ms. Right. Can't imagine online dating. Oh, I can't imagine that. It sounds like I can't even imagine. <laughs> it's been, I haven't been single in so long. Like I, when the couple times I dated, it was still back in the days when like men called you to ask you to go like go on a date. <laughs> I don't know. Is that still a thing? I don't know. It seems much more like who knows what's happening these days. Whatever. That's another side note. Okay. Step number 11. What is happening in this episode? Step number 11. Time chunk. Oh my gosh. This is a huge one for me is like like chunking time. So committing to like, if you know you have certain things that have to get done every week, you just chunk your time and you get them all done. You turn your phone over, put it in, you know, a drawer or something, don't have it anywhere where you can see it. And you commit to like, for these two hours, I'm only doing this. Like I'm only recording podcast episodes or I'm only taking client calls or whatever it is. And chunking your time like that throughout the week uh, has been so much more productive for me than having it be loosey goosey and being like, I'll do a little of this here and a little of this there. No, no, no. It's like two hours of uninterrupted focus will get so much more done. So time chunking is huge. All right. That's all. That's all I have for you this week. Man, it was, it was a, I'm like, that was a good episode. There's a lot of, a lot of good stuff in there. All right. So, If you want to really build your lifestyle, level up, these tiny habits are the stepping stones. And if something's not working out to your liking, or you're feeling like you're not living your best life, then just explore how to change one tiny habit to get you to the outcome that you want. Start with one tiny habit until it becomes ingrained and go from there. One tiny habit. All right. Beautiful. Thanks so much for joining me this week. Sign up for that Manifesting Abundance Masterclass. There's a link in the show notes. And uh, I just love you so much. Thanks for spending this time. I'll see you next week. Until next time. 